Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and if you've ever eaten in a cafeteria or attended a cookout or family reunion in the United States, chances are good that your dessert or salad options included some form of flavored gelatin, perhaps from the brand name Jell-O. Hundreds of recipes use flavored gelatin to create everything from your simple institutional-style squares to ornate designs that incorporate varied flavors, fruit, and whipped toppings. Jello and similar mixes consist of five basic ingredients. Gelatin, water, sugar or artificial sweetener, flavorings, and food coloring. The gelatin is what allows you to mold the stuff into whatever shape you like. Solid at room temperature, but melts in your mouth. But let's break down why gelatin behaves that way. Gelatin is a processed version of a structural protein called collagen that occurs in many animals' bodies, including humans. Collagen makes up almost one-third of all the protein in the human body. It's a fibrous protein that strengthens the body's connective tissue and allows them to be elastic, that is, to stretch without breaking. As you get older, your body makes less collagen, and individual collagen fibers become increasingly cross-linked with each other. One might experience this as stiff joints due to less flexible tendons or wrinkles due to the loss of skin elasticity. Gelatin can also be made from the collagen in the bones, hides, and connective tissues of cows or pigs. Today, the gelatin in jello is most likely to come from pig skin. Collagen does not dissolve in water in its natural form, so it must be modified to make gelatin. Manufacturers grind the animal parts and treat them with either a strong acid or a strong base to dissolve the collagen. Then the pre-treated material is boiled. Controls at every step of the process ensure purity and safety. The materials are washed and filtered repeatedly. During this process, the large collagen protein ends up being partially broken down. The resulting product is a gelatin solution. That solution is chilled into a jelly-like material, then cut and dried in a special chamber. At this point, the dried gelatin, about 10% water, is ground. If it's going to make a flavor gelatin product like Jell-O, it'll be ground into a fine powder. When you buy a box of whatever brand of flavored gelatin at the grocery store, you get a small packet of the powdered gelatin with a sweetener, flavorings, and colors added. At room temperature, the gelatin protein is in the form of a triple helix. This is a fairly ordered structure, not entirely unlike that of DNA. With DNA, two chains of nucleotides are twisted together in a spiral pattern resembling a ladder. It's a design known as a double helix. In the gelatin protein, three separate chains of amino acids, called polypeptide chains, have lined up and twisted around each other. So, to make this dried gelatin able to fill out and take the shape of a mold, you first add boiling water to the powdered gelatin. You then stir the mixture for about three minutes until the gelatin dissolves completely. But what happens to gelatin when you add that boiling water? The energy of the heated water breaks the weak bonds that hold the gelatin strands together. Their helical structure unwinds, and you're left with free-floating protein chains. Next, you add cold water and refrigerate the gelatin mixture, which makes the chains begin to slowly reform into their tight triple helix structures. As it cools, the mass acts like a sponge, soaking up the water that you added. But in some places, there are gaps in the helix, and in others, there's a tangled web of these polypeptide chains— the chains form a sort of net, and the net traps water inside pockets between the chains. This protein net is strong enough that the gelatin will hold the shape into which it's been molded. But because of the water trapped in the pockets, the mold has that characteristic jiggle. But gelatin isn't just for making fun molded salads or desserts. Gelatin is a common ingredient in foods because it's so versatile. 
It can also be used as a thickener to give foods a more pleasing texture and to emulsify or stabilize processed foods like yogurt or cake frosting. It's used to clarify juices, vinegars, and even beer. Special gelatins are made from only certain animals or from fish to meet the standards of folks who don't eat products made from the mammals that are usually involved, and vegetarian and vegan substitutes made from extracts of gooey stuff like seaweed are available too. The range of those products that gelatin can be found in is legion. Everything from dairy and dairy substitute products like sour cream, margarine, and cream cheese, to sweets like gummy bears and marshmallows, to processed meats like sausage and canned ham, to soups, sauces, gravies, jellies, and even whipped cream. It's the coating for pills that makes them easier to swallow. It's in some lozenges and ointments. And cosmetics may contain a form of gelatin that doesn't gel. You might see it on the label as hydrolyzed collagen. And gelatins aren't just used in foods and health and cosmetic products. It's also commonly used in the manufacture of photographic films and papers, match heads, sandpaper, glossy printing papers, playing cards, and simulated human tissue for testing guns and ammunition and for forensic science. It's even sometimes used to hold down the hair of synchronized swimmers in place. Today's episode was written by Linda C. Brinson and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other well-gelled topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. Howstuffworks.com.